Welcome to the Blonde Body Podcast, where we talk all things wellness, health, fitness, faith, femininity, and beauty. Whether we are talking simple tips, tricks, and hacks, or major life changes, I'll walk with you through it all. We talk about following our intuition, but also looking to the experts to make our lives better. For the woman who wants to level up her life, develop meaningful relationships, her partner, her friends, herself, and God, this is the podcast for you. Welcome, and thank you for joining us. Hello and welcome back to this episode of the Blonde Body Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I feel like I have an exciting episode. I have a lot to talk about today. Um, and today we're doing an episode of the good, the bad, and the beauty. So if you're if you're not familiar with what I touch on in these episodes, basically I kind of talk about something that I'm um, loving and trying to implement into my life, um, something that I'm trying to move away from and distance myself from or eliminate from my life, and then one beauty trick that I've stumbled upon just learning about or have even done a lot of research and implemented for a while and feel like you guys could really benefit from. So I'm going to jump right in today. Um, this this good is one that's not so much beauty or wellness, but um, I feel like it can kind of translate into wellness because your environment is so important in how you live your life and how you feel. But um, today, the the good is kind of getting rid of clutter. And when I talk about clutter, I don't just mean, you know, little knickknacks around your house, but also really like going through your house and kind of Marie Kondoing it. <laughs> if you're not familiar with Marie Kondo, I think she, she wrote a book. I've never read it, but, um, on getting rid of everything that doesn't spark joy. So I've, I've looked a lot into like minimalism and definitely don't think that that's for me, but, um, yeah, I don't think that that could ever be my life, but the concept behind it, I really love, um, looking into things and seeing, um, what really sparks joy in my life? What kinds of things do I need? What kind of things do I not really use and, and are just filling the space in my house? Um, my husband and I have a three bedroom, like three bathroom house that when we first moved in, we both were like, Oh my goodness, we are never going to use all these rooms. And now that's that we've lived here for a while. We sometimes think, Oh my gosh, do we have enough room? We wanted to have a home gym. Um, and we really didn't have anywhere to put it. So like we needed to reevaluate where, where's all of our space going? What's, what do we really need? And what do we just kind of leaving there? And it's just kind of piling on and cluttering. So a big thing for me was my wardrobe. I know I touched on it last week in my episode, but I think a lot of us just hold on to clothes for, you know, because they're expensive, because we wore them at one time, because we want to wear them again eventually. Um, I know I used to buy things for vacations that, you know, I wouldn't really wear anywhere else, but maybe on the beach or like, you know, out on the town, um, and just weren't really true to my style. So like I mentioned last week, I really try to use the, the tool of Pinterest. And I know it just seems 
funny to me that Pinterest can be a tool because it just seems kind of like Tumblr, but really trying to use Pinterest and spark your imagination and really try to visualize how you want to, how you want to perceive what you want your wardrobe to look like, kind of use it as like a vision board. So get on Pinterest, kind of pin things that you want to keep things that you want to wear. Um, and then really go through your closet and tell yourself, you know, do I see myself wearing this? Have I, number one, have I worn it in the last year? Because if you haven't worn it in the last year, then you probably aren't going to wear it again because you haven't worn it through, you know, all four seasons at some point. And now maybe there's like a dress that you only wear to like nice weddings or like a formal, formal attire. Um, and maybe those things are different, but I mean, I was able to eliminate probably 75% of my wardrobe and just donate it, get rid of it just solely for the fact that I didn't wear it. I didn't see myself wearing it again. And it just really didn't, didn't fit with the style that I'm trying to create because the style that I had when I was 18 is definitely going to be different than the style that I want to have when I'm 25. So really kind of looking at these things and, and saying, does this spark joy? So the good would be, um, doing this in every aspect of your home or even in your life, you know, go through your car. You spend a lot of time in your car every day. Look through it. Is there a bunch of clutter? Is there a bunch of trash? How can I get in the habit of every day kind of doing something small? And I know everyone probably thinks I'm obsessed with the book Atomic Habits and I really am, but in Atomic Habits, he kind of talks about how a guy that he knew went through every room you know, he'd be in the living room and he'd kind of have this habit of resetting the room. So, you know, he would get up from the couch and he would refluff the pillows. He'd put back the blanket. He'd take his cup to the, you know, take his cup to the dishwasher or something and kind of reset the room so that next time he walked in that room, it would feel more welcoming, cleaner, um, more fresh, that kind of thing. So try to get in the habit of getting the clutter out of your life and keeping the clutter out of your life. And I know that this can be translated to, you know, people or, you know, much deeper topics than just actual physical things, but starting off with getting, you know, your wardrobe in check, get rid of the things you don't wear, donate them. Someone might really, really love it and they might get a use out of it. Um, if you have, you know, even big things like things in your wall that you're just kind of you know, not really sparking joy. Um, you know, just things that you never use electronics, you never use, get rid of them. Um, and it doesn't have to be a big thing of money wise. Like, you know, don't get rid of a laptop if you think that you're going to have use of it, but maybe get rid of a TV. If you just have a TV sitting there and you already have a couple in your house, like what are the things that actually you use and spark joy in your life? And I would start with your clothes because that's a big one. I know it was for me. So that's this week's good is to go through your house, declutter your whole life. I think that um, a cluttered environment leads to a cluttered mind. At least it does for me. And I feel like I'm a very clean person and I had so much to declutter. So that is tip number one. Um, not tip number one. That is the good this week. So I hope that you find some value in that. Okay. This week's bad is a large topic to kind of tackle. So I just want to skim the surface and kind of talk about my experience. So the bad this week is dropping your calories too low 
in the very beginning, if you're trying to lose weight, trying to get healthier, um, I see a lot of people on TikTok on, you know, wellness things talk mostly about calories and how you just have to, you know, be in a deficit to lose weight. And while that's absolutely true, that's how that's thermodynamics that you have to be in a calorie deficit. Um, dropping your calories too low in the very beginning can be very detriment detrimental. So I want to start this off by just kind of talking about my background. I've, I've always been pretty healthy. I've always kind of been into fitness and wellness or what have you. Um, when I was in high school, I was, you know, the, the weird girl that probably had like some sort of tea concoction in my thermos every morning and, you know, ate salads at lunch. And I remember even when I would cheer before, before the Friday night games that I would cheer for, my mom would always bring me a salad. (laughs) So I was always the weird person eating a salad. And then I would give my, my treats to my the halftime treats to my brother in the stands. And even when I was little, my mom and I were actually just talking yesterday that when I was in preschool, they had to bring, um, Easter eggs for them to hide the school to hide later on when we did like our Easter egg hunt. And instead of filling mine with candy, she filled them with like little bracelets and little trinkets that she thought I'd like, because I wasn't really into candy or sugar. And they ended up having to throw away a lot of my Halloween candy, that kind of stuff, because I just didn't really want it. So I've always been pretty healthy. And I think with eating pretty healthy, um, the good part about it, it's definitely a good part is that usually it's lower calorie. So let's say that you go to a fast food restaurant and you know, you want to have a healthier meal than like a burger and fries and you get like a burger, swap out the bun and, and a salad, you know, that's going to be a lot, you know, it's better calories, but a lot fewer. So that's, that's definitely a good thing in, in most cases, but sometimes people don't realize that, you know, you are kind of missing out on calories that you do need. Like maybe you need to supplement it with, um, some fruit or some potatoes or that kind of thing. So I've kind of seen this, um, I've been given all sorts of diagnoses in the past couple years, past year, honestly, after coming off of birth control and kind of in an effort to heal this and heal myself, I've been working with several people and really trying to invest in my health. And one thing that they all agreed upon that, um, that, you know, a unanimous decision between them all was that I needed to raise my calories and, um, you know, your body really needs fuel. Your body needs nutrients And I've honestly seen amazing results with having this because the Western medicine people that I've worked with, um, you know, have, have really said, we've never kind of, we did not expect to see this to happen. You know, we, this is not the results that we typically get. And I think that that comes with all different kinds of changes that I've made, you know, different kinds of training, getting some weight, switching out most of my household products, eating differently, eating more, seeing a chiropractor, sleeping more optimizing my sleep, um, actually investing money into people that were helping me, etc. But I say all of this to say that if you're looking to get healthier and to lose weight, you really need to assess and maybe with a professional, what you're consuming now, is it what you're, e- is what you're eating right now sustainable? If you're eating 1400 calories and you want to lose weight, dropping your calories might not be the the place to go right now. If you 
consistently um, are eating fewer and fewer calories, like let's say that, you know, you're like five foot four or something and you're eating like maybe 1400 calories and working out several times a week. And I say that because I've been there and let's say that you want to, you know, maybe even just get a little bit more fit, not really, not really wanting to even lose that much weight. And let's say that you just decide to drop your calories. Well, you're not really going to have anywhere to go because your body's pretty adapted to that. And what are you going to do? Drop it to 1200? Like sometimes the best course of action is a reverse diet. And sometimes working your calories up, weight training, strength training, staying active and slowly increasing your calories week, week by week is the best thing for your body. Sometimes that actually, I would argue to say that a lot of the time that is the best thing for your body, hormonally, physically, for your sleep, for your emotions. Um, I know there's been a time in my life where I didn't realize that my calories were so low. And honestly, I mean, I realized that they were low, but it just like, Oh, I'm maintaining my weight at this. Um, and you know, I'm a, I'm a petite girl, so this seems normal, but I mean, I would just be shaking sometimes like un, unknowingly just not really realize that I'm kind of shaking. So, um, I say all of this to say that if you're in a spot right now where you either want to get more fit, you want to, you know, gain strength, gain muscle, look more defined, um, even lose weight. Sometimes the best course of action is not to lower your calories. And I say that not, not lowering the calories in the beginning. Sometimes the best course of action is to increase your calories, take some time, really try to gain some strength, really try to focus on whole natural foods, really try to listen to your body, listen to its satiation cues, listen to your hunger, really try to get in touch with your body raise your calories to, um, to a higher level. I mean, I would, I would argue to say that, um, you know, probably like for a a female, um, it's, it's such a hard thing to say because there's no blanket calorie number, but, um, you know, no one should be at 1200 calories. I'm just going to say that. So raising your calories week by week, even try raising them like 50 calories a week and see how you feel with that and weigh yourself weekly and try to stay around the same ish weight. You know, you're going to jump up if you're increasing your carbohydrates because you're going to be retaining water and really try to assess, um, how you feel. And then after you do that for like, say six months, then taper down and you'll see dramatic results and then implementing cardio, then implementing, you know, a deficit, would be appropriate, but I've been working with, um, I've worked with a couple coaches in my life and I've done that a couple times and I'm always hesitant because I'm so, um, goal driven. I'm so impatient that really trying to, you know, trying to take a step back and telling me that, you know, this is, this is the plan that is best for long-term success. And, you know, just praying about it and asking God for strength to help you through it. And the time will pass either way. So knowing that 
you know, doing the opposite of what you want to do right now. It's kind of, it's kind of how anyone gets success is not by doing the things that you always want to do, but by doing the things that will be best in the long term. So that is the bad is dropping your calories too low, too soon. If you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to get healthy, um, sometimes you need to do the opposite and maybe do a reverse diet. Okay, the last tip that I have for you today for the beauty this week is facial massage. And facial massage is not something that I really ever thought about um, until I was listening to the Skinny Confidential uh, podcast, and she really talks about it. She talks about all sorts of facial manipulation, um, and she had a jaw surgery that she really tried to kind of learn from. And my brother, I think, is getting ready to have the same jaw surgery. So I feel like I should get over there and ice roll his face after. I doubt he'd let me do that. But, um, facial massage is something that is free. I mean, you can go get a facial and they do massage your face. And I think you can get an actual facial that is for lymphatic drainage or facial massage specifically, but it's also something that you can do yourself. And using a gua sha is something that's super easy, super cheap. Um, and we'll kind of touch on that in a second, but you can also just use your hands. You can use your hands. You can use an ice cube. You can do all sorts of things to help yourself depuff. And there's different things on the internet of, you know, ways to facial massage, like directions to go, how many times to do it that I'll link in the show notes, but it's very easy, very, very cheap, very free. And, um, can be done pretty quickly if you just have to do it consistently. So, It's not something that I've done consistently, but I'm going to start doing every night. I'm putting that out here so that I hold myself accountable to it. Um, Number one, because it just feels great. Like it feels great to dry brush your body um, and massage your face. Um, But it's something that, you know, you can get so busy that you just don't really think about doing. But I do like to try to romanticize my life um, and do small things to make my life more enjoyable, you know, use the nice China, use the nice, you know, towels, do that kind of stuff. Because otherwise, you know, what are we doing here in our life? It's too short to not do that kind of thing and romanticize our life. So ending your skincare or starting your skincare routine with facial massage is like the ultimate beauty hack. And I also have these things, I forget what they're called, but I'm going to link them below. And they're called something like, like some sort of Botox kind of thing, but it's not Botox. It's these strips of, um, of paper that you wet and put on your face. I forget what that's called when people make like little sculptures out of that. I know someone listening is, is probably thinking, Oh my God, it's called this, but I forget what it's called. Paper mache. That's what it is. It's kind of like paper mache. You wet the paper and then put it on your skin and it stays put and you wear them at night. So that's very similar to facial massage because it's kind of like facial manipulation. You're paralyzing the muscles all night so that you're not breathing. Um, you know, you're not you're not moving all night, twitching your, your forehead. And after you listen to all my shows, you're going to be, you know, have your paper mache on your forehead, your mouth taped clothes, blackout curtains on silk eye mask. I mean, you're going to be doing all the things. 
but sleep is so important. So that's a good thing. But facial massage, facial manipulation is a huge beauty tip because it's, it's free. It can actually change the look of your face, whether it just depuffs your face, um, and helps you look more awake, or it actually can start to change the face shape and breathing with your mouth closed actually can change your, your face shape for better or for worse. Um, if you breathe with your mouth, mouth open, it can change it for the worse, but this facial manipulation, it just kind of goes to show how many things are actually in our control that we really don't give ourselves credit for that. We can change a lot of these things. We can have better habits if we just know that we should do them and know that it's an option. So I, I feel like that's always empowering to me. If I can, if I can tell myself, you know, if I really want to have like less of a double chin going on, maybe, um, if I, you know, if I can clean up my diet, I can exercise and I can do this facial manipulation. Like I can change these kinds of things. That's the most exciting thing to me. So put the power back in your own hands, add facial massage, add gua sha to the end of your skincare routine or the beginning, and just try to consistently do it. Gua sha, I, I believe gua sha is the technique. It might be the tool, but I believe it's a gua sha is, um, just like a stone and you take it to drag up your face and you have to use some sort of slip on your face. Um, whether it be an oil, um, I don't put oil on my face. So usually I'll do it with my moisturizer. I've some, I've seen some people put their cleanser on their face and then gua sha and then wash off their cleanser. So there's all different types of things. You just don't want to be going on your face just when it's completely dry so that it's actually dragging across your face and pulling your skin. You want it to kind of glide up your skin. So you kind of go from the middle of your chin, um, up to about your ear and you can do each motion motion about five times. Um, but I will actually include below like a chart of exactly how to do gua sha and I mean, just try it out. See if you have some results, see if you can change the look of your face or at least just kind of depuff and maybe take a before picture and then try to implement it for six months and maybe take an after picture and see how it, how it looks. But even if it doesn't work at all, it feels great. So, you know, this, there's a reason why they, why they, why we love facial so much and how they're so relaxing. So romanticize your life, upgrade your skincare routine and add facial massage to the routine. So that is it for us today. Kind of a quick episode, but I just really wanted to touch on these things, touch on the reverse dieting, touch on the um, gua sha, and touch on how to just kind of upgrade your life with just decluttering. Um, All of these things are free. So, you know, getting rid of things, you can honestly make some money with selling some of your things. Um, Facial massage is completely free and, you know, reverse dieting, adding your calories is, um, is free as well. Might upgrade or might, uh, might increase your food budget every month, but you know, it's worth it for some health gains, but that is it for you all for my episode today. And I hope that you gain some value with it. Um, please feel free to share this episode with anyone that you think that would benefit from it. And please follow me over on Instagram. Um, and Like I said, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you tune in for next week's episode next Sunday. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Blonde Body Podcast. I hope you found this episode helpful and informative. Please share this with your friends, a family member, or anyone who you think that would benefit from today's message. Tune in next Sunday for a new episode as always. And thank you again so much for listening. Oh, 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 oh,